Well, hi there, all you listeners. Great to be back here again for another little well, fortnight since I last spoke. So, um, yeah, it's great to be back here. And I'm thinking this whole week what I'm going to talk about. I actually do it every week because there's so many interesting things to actually chat about. And I thought about it and I said to myself, you know, I've been talking to all my listeners for weeks now and weeks and weeks and weeks about birds and birds and birds. You know what? Come now February, I'm now going to change it up a bit. So now I'm going to change it from the birds to the bees. So here we go. Something slightly different. Bee eaters. That's what I'm going to be actually discussing this week. Bee eaters. So uh, let's carry on with these wonderful, beautiful birds, the bee eaters. Um, in the last couple of um, times we've been talking about passerines and, and, and by now hopefully you'll know what it is, mostly by the shape and also the fact that they are all perching birds as we've said before but these are also passerines and um, there are in fact 27 species of, of bee eaters in the world but we are lucky enough in southern Africa to have nine of these species. Um, these birds normally catch bees and wasps and um, what they do is they normally catch them and they bring them down and they wipe them up against the, uh, you'll see them wiping up against the, the branch to get rid of the sting and the venom. And they flip them and, 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 and swallow them. You know, this normally takes around about five to ten seconds. But um, they're also known, you know, especially some of the bigger species, they're catching beetles and um, dragonflies, moths, um, you know, those type of things uh, as well, you know that don't fly, but uh, flying ants on the wing have uh, been known to take those as well. So they're very, very, very beautiful and, 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 and interesting birds to watch. They have, um, they're very distinctive because uh, the way they fly and, and, and swoop down on their um, insects and get back up onto the branch where they normally sit, you'll normally find them sitting on the branches and they chip, they see something swoop down, grab it, fly back up and then start proceeding to eat it. Maybe in the same branch or a different branch, but they tend to stay in the same area. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, as I said, they, they, they tend to eat more bees and, 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 and wasps. Right, let's start talking about the smallest of all the bee eaters, and that's what we call the little bee eater. They're fairly common. Uh, we see them a lot here and they they actually breed here in Southern Africa, but uh, they are the smallest bee eater in the whole world. They're not very gregarious, um, and they're usually found in like either pairs or you know very small family groups, uh, and they normally stay there, sort of together on, on the, throughout the whole year. Uh, they normally excavate a small hole in a bank and and uh, usually don't use these on successive years. They normally go and make another hole. Um, the following years, uh, and then they put their eggs in there, and then they they come out. They, you'll see them hanging around small branches and feeding low on the insects nearby. Um, they normally parrotized by the um, greater honey god, and uh, as is quite a few of the bee eaters, as I'll discuss a little bit later. Um, parrotized is a word that I, I will be discussing a bit later. Um, it's when another bird lays an egg in a 
different species nests so that that species can actually bring it up as it were so they're very lazy and as as far as that goes they normally chuck out the other eggs and put the one in there or it's normally bigger and hatches first and then that one kicks out the others and then <laughs> suddenly the parents are feeding a different species altogether but they don't even know it themselves thinking it's one of their own so these little bee eaters are also parasitized by the um uh, as i've said before by the um greater honey god they've they've got like green backs with uh lovely little yellow throats and, and, and a black gorget or gorget, whatever you want to say. It's, um, they've got buff colored bellies and, and, and the thing that actually separates it from most is its size and its tail is, is, is close to square. So it's actually quite easy to see because it's very small. It's got a little yellow throat and um, it's very similar to the swallowtail beater, which I'll talk about just now, but also it's got a yellow throat. But that has a blue uh, gorget. Courgette or courgette, I don't know exactly how to say it, but it's almost like a bracelet around the throat, uh, whereas the little beat has got black. Uh, it's also got a blue sort of lower belly, and it has a really deep forked tail. Sorry, man, I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of getting myself confused. Uh, what I just described now was, in fact, the um, solitaire bee eater. Um, but it, as I said, it's also got a blue... Um, well, it's got a blue lower belly, and, and it's got a really deep fork tail. And um, out of season, you can actually see them uh, roosting in a like, very tightly packed row. Uh, but they, too, are also um, parasitized by the, the greater honey guide. Um, and as I've said, now both these last two bee eaters are common residents. The closest one to the solid tail bee eater is the white-throated bee eater. And... Um, these the the white-throated bee eater is a um, not a very common uh, a bird in these areas because they are basically um, black and white. Don't get confused with the white-throated and the um, white-fronted. And I'm talking now about the actual um, white-throated bee eater. They have like a black and white pattern on their head uh, with a very conspicuous white uh, throat. Uh, they've also got a streamer uh, from its tail, but these are uh, like a very rare vagrant. Um, they were only first seen in South Africa about 20 years ago, so there's not too many of them around, but uh, they normally move uh, much more north uh, during winter, at least about 1,500 kilometers north. But uh, if you do see them, they can be seen between December and April, mostly in like low shrubbed areas, you know, around Kalahari, but um, most habitats, but uh, really, it's, as I said, now it's, uh, it's, a, it's a rare vagrant. Now, the white-fronted bee eater can also be found in, in, in small groups, um, sometimes very similar to the... Um, sometimes they can be seen on their own, actually, singularly. And um, they're, they're the only bee eaters in our region with just got like a red and a white throat uh, combination. So it's very... Uh, easy to identify. So if you see a beater flying around with a bit of red and white on its throat, you must know this is the one that we're coming to look at. It's a it's a fairly common uh, resident, and it's very well not a lot, not very gregarious, but they are fairly gregarious, and um, they also have a fairly square-looking tail, especially in flight. You can see it. You know, quite a few of the bigger ones you'll see as we'll discuss. They've got this um, long extra sort of um, stream streamer on its tail at the back. Um, 
These are normally found along riverbanks or along sort of water causeways or in dry woodlands. But um, they're normally only seen uh, northwest uh, around the Nipopa area, definitely around the Nipopa area and in the upper KwaZulu region. Uh, they do mix their food a little bit, as uh, I said, some of them, they eat moths and beetles. Um, as I said now, I think I mentioned it for you right in the beginning, dragonflies and butterflies. And these two are also parasitized by the greater honey god. This greater honey god tends to get around, doesn't he? Um, the other uh, bee eater, which we don't generally see a lot of, is, but I'm going to mention it, is in southern African regions, is the Bohm's uh, bee eater. Um, They've also got these long streamers in their tails and can be identified from the others uh, by their chestnut like foreheads and they've got like an orca coloured throat. Um, but if you're just hanging around South Africa, you may not see these as they are a very, very, a very a rare vagrant um, and normally just south of the Zambezi. And normally you can see them, they are resident in Mozambique. Uh, so... Good luck with that one. Uh, you know, to see one is going to be brilliant. Uh, actually, I haven't seen one myself yet, so I'm looking forward to going up that way and trying to find them myself. A confusing species, actually, with this is the blue-cheeked uh, beater. So let's get on to the blue-cheeked beater. Right, this, um, there are a few uh, key features uh, of this uh, beater, the blue-cheeked. It's, it's got a green crown. It's got a really pale to blue forehead, and it's got this like faded blue color, you know, through the cheeks. It's also got a stream on its tail, but uh, the stream isn't as long as some of the, the other ones, but it's, there is one over there. It's a um, fairly common paleotic um, non-breeding migrant. Yes, a migrant. First one after the last uh, speech a couple of um, times ago about migrants. But... <laughs> um, Palatic, um, palatic uh, migrant is a bird that actually migrates from a region which includes like Europe, Northern Asia, Eastern Siberia, and North Africa. Uh, these are very gregarious, these blue-cheeked uh, uh, <laughs> bee eaters. You can uh, see them, there's a lot of them around when they are around. They also roost in lines shoulder to shoulder and they sort of hang out in groups of 20 or more sometimes. Uh, mostly in the leafy trees and, 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 and thorny trees. They normally come around, uh, we first start seeing them around about October, and then they normally depart around about March or April, as do the other migrants uh, of the other bee eaters that we do get here. Um, when they do go and breed, they normally go and hang out in the shores or the lake shores and estuaries um, and breed along the shores of the Caspian Sea. So there you go. Um, another migrant uh, is the European bee-eaters, and uh, they're also paleotic uh, migrants. Um, they're a smaller number than the, than the intra... They are a small number that actually are um, intra-African um, migrants. Uh, they also arrive in October, and then they normally leave also mate... Oh, not my, what am I talking about? March or April. But these birds are also, they, they're highly gregarious birds, and they hang out in flocks. Uh, I think between 20 and maybe 100 birds can be found at some times. It's, uh, they normally sit, and the strange thing is you'll see them, they normally sit on a tree which actually faces away from the sun. And, and, and if it does face the sun slightly, you see it sits with a, like a broken neck type look, 
and it normally has this one eye closed, the one that's facing the sun. So when you do see that, it's actually quite <laughs> quite amazing to watch. Uh, they're also known to sort of drop to the ground and and open their wings and sunbathe on the on the ground, or perhaps you'll also see them like on the side of a cliff, like just hanging on the cliff, or opening their tails, or having their tails fanned. Right now we come to the southern carmine bee eater. Boy, oh boy, what a good-looking bird! They've all the bird. They all let me tell you, all bee eaters are really, really, really attractive birds. But this is a really one. It's a beautiful one to behold, and it's it's just very, very attractive bird. It's got it's it's one of, um, it is the the, the biggest of all the uh, African bee eaters, and it has this beautiful, beautiful, really striking pink plumage. And it's also got this beautiful long stream in its tail, and it's such a gorgeous-looking bird. And uh, unfortunately, you'll only see them uh, around about between maybe August, September, late August, September. Then they also uh, leave around March and April. And you know, if you do have the time to try and find one, it's really good to go and find it. You know, and and all these things I'm talking about. I mean, it's easy enough. Well, it's not easy. It's actually difficult. To actually try and explain to you what they look like, but just go into one of the guides, like I said before, either Roberts or Cecil, and 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 have a look at these uh, these birds, or even on the web if you can't get one of the books, and uh, and have a look at each one of these um, bee eaters, and you'll see how beautiful and gorgeous they they really are. But back to this um, back to this uh, beautiful uh, carmine, uh, southern carmine bee eater. It's um, slightly different as the others as it's an inter intra african uh, breeding migrant and uh, as i said normally arrives here in august september uh, but further north in southern africa quite a few of them have been known to actually stay and 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 you know they don't move they actually breed in a, in a little narrow corridor you know from botswana right across through to africa tanzania and then down a bit and then they come back down here again um but uh, they're normally found in open uh, woodland and savannas, and uh, they're very, very highly gregarious. They're often seen disputing with each other, and then you'll see them, um, you know, with aerial sort of pursuits, of one chasing the other one and the other one chasing the other one. It's, it's quite a noise, and it's quite, uh, quite a nice scene to behold. But um, in, in the books, as I've mentioned earlier, you can actually see when they arrive where you can find them in South Africa. And um, if you look closely, most of them at the bottom will tell you the dates where they'll be around seen um, most of the time in, 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 in what areas. Um, one of the other ones I am going to mention briefly is the olive bee eater. Uh, seen in Southern Africa, but I don't think I've, I've, I've known of one. Maybe I'm wrong. People can always say it to me. But you don't normally see them in South Africa at all. They're mostly green, and they've got like a brown crown with a little white and red throat. Um, it's different to the uh, white-throated, but um, the brown crown is definitely the, the sort of diagnostic look to the bird that can identify it from, from any of the, you know, the other ones that look the same. They are highly gregarious and uh, they're very, very, very vocal, vocal but at all times. Um, and even a few of them actually uh, forage over in open waters. Um, I believe, but um, I, I haven't seen them either. So I'm actually looking forward to that day when I actually come and get to see one. Well, folks, you know, it's been great. It seems like it's been a very long recital on my side because it's not easy to try and um, bring across to you this, the beauty of the, you know, the, the beauty of these birds. But I, what I am, what I have tried to do is just 
um, let you know what's different about the birds. So when you look at them, you can actually sort of say, oh, yes, look at that one. It's got a brown crown. And yes, and, oh, it's got a red and white throat. And it's got a black little ring around its neck, whatever the case may be. So, um, but it's always good to get on the um, onto, into one of the books and sort of read a bit more about them and, and get to know them and even see them, mark them down as a first sighting if you have never seen one before. But uh, these are definitely one of my favorite birds, these bee eaters. But um, it's really great if you guys listen to this and, and you enjoy it. Just make a comment and, and, and let me know what you'd like me to talk about next. It doesn't have to be birds all the time. It could be about their habits and why certain things happen. And I mean, the one interesting thing I am going to talk about, I think will be the next time, is um, the way the birds actually lay their eggs, what they look like before they, well, before they and after they sort of uh, emerge and uh, how they're colored, especially when it comes to the um, paratized birds and how they make their eggs uh, look very similar to the other birds. So I'm looking forward to actually talking about that next time. So um, please leave me a line and, and drop a line and look on Facebook or one of the other areas that we are, you know, we actually deal with. Um, and um, yeah, give me a little comment. And until a fortnight from now, from now uh, it's from Bill, I'll say cheers.